Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to the Executive Presence Morsels VIP Access Program, where you get leadership training for your thorniest leadership issues in a portable and easily digestible podcast format. Let's get cooking. Welcome to the Public Speaking Series. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor and host of Executive Presence Morsels, and it is my privilege to take you through this program. If the thought of standing up and talking in front of a sea of eyeballs makes you sweaty, nauseous, or extremely nervous, you're not alone. Many people would rather take their chances against a zombie horde than be forced to deliver a speech or presentation. This episode, Overcoming Your Fear of Public Speaking, will teach you how to speak confidently in any situation. This first episode of the Public Speaking series is a free bonus episode of Executive Presence Morsels. The following six episodes are exclusive to members of the VIP Access Program, which you can easily join by subscribing on Anchor FM. I'll share more details how to do that at the end of this episode. Let's begin with the number one concern when it comes to public speaking, fear. Did you know public speaking is regularly ranked as people's number one fear, followed by death at number two? Death. As it turns out, it's not a coincidence that the fear of public speaking and death are at the top of the list together. Imagine you're forced to speak publicly and for whatever reason are terrified of the prospect. What might that feel like? Maybe you get energized and out of control and shout incoherently whatever comes to mind. Maybe you attempt to run away from the situation using any excuse you can. Or maybe you freeze like a deer in the headlights and treat the audiences to the beautiful sounds of silence. This is classic fight, flight, or freeze. Although you are in no danger of losing your life, your whole being responds as if you were. Your lizard brain, the one orchestrating this response, can't tell the difference between physical and social danger. When the prospect of public speaking comes up, what are the worries and anxieties that run through your mind like a roaring river? Let's name some together. I'll embarrass myself. I'll hurt my reputation. I'll mess this up. I'll forget something important. And so on and so on. Now, take just a moment. You can pause the episode if you want and jot down one or two that, you, that actually run through your mind. Great. Now, let's go back to some of our fears we named and the ones you jotted down. Take a look. What do you notice about who those fears revolve around? That's right. They revolve around how you will look, how you will be seen, how you will be embarrassed or otherwise impacted. So if we look under the hood to see the engine that is powering our fear, It's our thoughts about how we will be perceived by others if we fail. 
So what's the easy peasy cure? You may have already figured it out. Here's a hint. It's got nothing to do with picturing the audience naked. I totally get why someone might say that, but frankly, it's never worked for me and I find it a little bit rude, or might I say crude. Anyway, let's take a moment to think it through. If obsessively thinking about ourselves is the disease, what is the cure? Got it? That's right. The easy peasy cure for the fear of public speaking is to focus on the audience instead of yourself. More specifically, consider what help the audience needs instead of worrying about how you will look. Think about a time when you were scared, but other people needed you to act. Maybe you got lost or there was a work or family crisis. Remember how, although you were probably just as scared, maybe more so than everyone else, you decided to swallow your own fear to tend to their needs. Notice how after starting the action of doing this, your fear evaporated like smoke as it was replaced by action and concern for others. So there's a dramatic example of this principle in the news. A 22-year-old California man was taking a walk in Sequoia National Park when he heard splashing and screaming. A young boy had tumbled down the slippery rocks and into the raging river. The man didn't know how to swim, but without thinking, jumped into the river to save the boy. He repeatedly pushed the boy to the surface despite being pulled underwater several times. At last, the man threw the boy out of the strong current where the boy's father could grab him. After performing CPR, the boy was resuscitated. However, the heroic man was nowhere to be found. It was two hours before rescuers were able to retrieve his body. The mother of the five-year-old boy who was saved said, quote, Words cannot express how thankful I am to have my son back because of the selfless act he did for my son. Remember, fear focuses inward. And when your focus is outward, you will overcome your fear. Now, a question I get a lot, and it's a legitimate question, what happens if I'm already so terrified, right? Like what happens if it's gotten so bad and I'm so paralyzed of fear, thinking of the audience actually makes it worse and, and that can happen. So that's a really great point. And identifying that once the fear has already gripped you, it's difficult to think of any one or anything else is a really important concept. Because in this situation, you have to calm your mind first before you can even begin to focus and think about others. And how might we do that? Great question. So you can calm your mind with intentional breathing. So I've gone over this technique before. Uh, however, not everyone may have uh, heard previous examples. So I'm gonna go over it here again. So the great thing about this is it's simple, 
it's scientific and it requires very little training, no special equipment and can be done by anyone old enough to count. So let's simulate what happens when you are calm in terms of your breathing. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna breathe in for two seconds and then double it and breathe out for four. So I'm gonna say in two and you're gonna breathe in and then I'm gonna say out two, three, four, and we're gonna breathe out. So let's try that just for a few moments. Are you ready? Make sure you're comfortable. You can sit or stand. Your eyes can be open or closed. Are you ready? Okay. In, two, out, two, three, four. Breathe in, two, breathe out, two, three, four, in, two, out, two, three, four. Last time, in, two, out, two, three, four. All right, notice how you feel. What's happening when you make your exhale longer? It triggers the parasympathetic nervous system and puts you in your rest, digest, or relaxation mode. You are calmer and more relaxed and are free to think of lots of different things. There is a trade-off though. Your mind and body are not in the optimal state to deal with an immediate life and death struggle. When we are fearful, the opposite happens. We make our inhale longer and our exhale shorter, triggering the sympathetic nervous system. And this puts you in the very familiar fight or flight mode. You tense up and become very alert and your focus narrows to pretty much just one thing, the threat that has triggered this response. It's classic tunnel vision. But your mind and body are not in the optimal state for dealing with more complex, nuanced, and longer-term considerations. But don't take my word for it. Let's breathe our way onto the terror train. So breathe in with me for four seconds and then breathe out for two. Again, uh, make sure you're comfortable and relaxed. Are you ready? And in, two, three, four, out, two, in, two, three, four, out, two, in, two, three, four, out, two. Okay. How do you feel? More awake? Energized? Now, imagine doing that for a long time as you worry and stress over your speech or frankly, any other life stress. Maybe if you're like me, you might not even realize you're breathing this way a lot of the time and sending your body into an extended fight or flight mode with no actual battle or resolution to release the tension. Over time, this can be damaging to your health. And frankly, it's not a good state from which to interact or communicate with other people. The good news is 
while our breathing normally happens automatically as it should, we can use this sort of intentional breathing to change our state. Your body will respond the same way regardless, whether it's the automatic function causing that sequence of breathing or whether you're consciously intentionally creating that sequence. Your mission is the next time you have to talk in front of anyone, whether it's one person, two, or 200, I want you to concentrate on how you can meet their needs. Replace any I thoughts like I am going to sound silly with they thoughts like what do they need or what do they want? So, Today, we learned about the easy peasy way to overcome your fear of public speaking. We learned that when you focus on the audience instead of yourself, it focuses you in a way that chases the fear away. And also, we learned that sometimes you need to calm your mind first in order to focus on anyone besides yourself. And one way you can do that is with intentional breathing. Next, we'll take a look at what a great public speaking performance looks like. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode in the seven episode public speaking series. By the end of the series, you will have learned valuable skills to confidently speak, present, and inspire any audience, no matter the size or stakes involved. Those who can overcome their fear and deliver impactful performances will possess a rare, sought-after, career-enhancing skill that will distinguish you among your peers. To gain access to the remaining episodes as they are published, consider becoming a member of the VIP Access Program. Members gain access to special episodes without any time constraints designed to help you tackle your most thorny executive presence challenges. To become a member, just go to Anchor FM and subscribe to Executive Presence Morsels for a low monthly fee. There's no commitment and you can listen to all available episodes right away. Thanks for listening. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters.